Now we're going to talk with our guy, Mark Zinno from Sports Grid TV. Hopefully he could give us out some winners in college football. Mark, how are you doing tonight? Everybody, good evening. Great to be here. Mark, let's uh, start with this slate of college football this week because, let's be honest, these games, um, we don't exactly have any top 10 matchups. Nothing really great, but there's some sneaky good matchups. What's uh, Highlight one game on this board coming up on Saturday that you're actually interested in watching that you have a play in. Uh, Pittsburgh Clemson. Okay. Um, I mean, listen, I love me some Kenny Pickett. Uh, even though he's plus 1,500 right now to win the Heisman, uh, I still think he'll end up in New York. I, I think when it's all said and done, he'll be one of the three guys there. And believe it or not, I, I, it's not even the, the side that I'm on. It's the under in this game more than anything. I mean, as bad as Clemson's offense has been, don't forget their defense has still been really, really good. Now, Pittsburgh last week only put up 28 uh, in a game against Virginia Tech, and they have a lot of 20 points per game. Clemson's even better than that as far as the ACC is concerned. Well, I do have love for Kenny Pickett. I think the under comes in here in this spot. Clemson, 0-6 against the spread. Five of the six games, the under has come in. Uh, this is a spot where Pittsburgh probably wins and covers, but I, it's going to be a low-scoring affair between these two teams as Pitt. You know, it's, this is their Super Bowl against Clemson. So uh, for them getting out of there with the win is most important, but it'll be a low-scoring affair. I'm uh, Mark, do you think that... We'll get two SEC teams potentially in the college football playoff. As long as Georgia doesn't slip up, and I don't see a reason why they would, um, this is not only the best defense in the nation, Trista, it's one of the best defenses ever to play in college football. Um, And so from that standpoint, I don't know that anybody is going to make them break a sweat at any point uh, throughout the rest of the regular season. Alabama already clearly has eyes on the SEC championship game. So if they win that, they're in. Georgia will get in just because of sheer dominance alone. Look, losing to Alabama is no nothing to, to, to have any shame over. Um, that's the way it happens. Georgia and Alabama in the SEC championship game, Nick Saban beats another assistant, uh, and so that's that's how they both get in. Mark, Oregon has been so bad, um, I don't so know, bad. since the beginning of the year, but here they are now, one-and-a-half-point dogs. Everybody says they don't cover, they don't cover. Now they're dogs against UCLA tomorrow at 3.30 p.m. Do you have any play in this Oregon game? If, is this the time to take Oregon to cover one and a half points, or is UCLA going to roll? That it was a two-point spread uh, until just a couple days ago. Yeah, uh, the Chip Kelly Bowl has been hard to handicap. I'll, I'll say that much. Look, Oregon's got a plus nine turnover differential, and that's really what saved them in a lot of these games. Uh, you talk about why they're one and five against the spread so far this year, uh, and four of the six times the under has come in. It's not scoring typically like we we would thought an Oregon offense would. And after the win over Ohio State. In Ohio, you would have thought that they would have just kind of run away with things, and yet they've struggled with some opponents in uh, impact 12 play. And be honest, I don't have a play in this game. I don't have a real good feel for it. I will sit back and watch and enjoy it. But if you put a gun to my head, I'd probably take the Bruins here at home. Yikes. Mark, uh, one game that I'm looking forward to watching coming up tomorrow, 3.30 p.m. kickoff Eastern time, Oklahoma State. Seven-point dogs taking on Iowa State. You have a nationally ranked team taking on an Iowa State team that's been pretty underwhelming as far as expectations. They come into the season, they're top ten. Matt Campbell's, you know, going to get. He's going to be the next big head coach. Maybe take the USC job. And uh, offensively, man, they're bland. They're boring to watch. Still, I really like them. I liked them last week, and I kind of like them at home as seven point favorites. Anything that you lean in that game? Two plays in this game, guys. One, I'm on Oklahoma State. Too many points in this spot. Last five games in this matchup have been decided by seven points or less, all of them. Uh, from that standpoint, Oklahoma State's defense is really the thing to watch. Uh, yeah. This is a team that normally Mike Gundy has the offense that we're always looking at, but it's been their defense this year that has paced them all season long. They're 9-1 against the spread as an underdog of seven or less in their last ten. I, too many points here. I think Iowa State can win the game, but I think it's too many points. I'm also playing the under here. Um, it, there's no science to this, guys. Iowa State's defense really good. 
Oklahoma State's defense is really good. Both of them giving up less than 20 points per game. I don't know how Iowa State's going to score. Uh, Matt Campbell will keep these guys in the game, but Brock Purdy doesn't do anything to excite me as far as the quarterback position is concerned. So from that standpoint, I think the under uh, is what comes in here. I'm really excited about LSU Ole Miss. Uh, LSU beating Florida was shocking. It actually busted up. A, I think I had like a 10-team money line parlay that that game broke. Uh, obviously, the new news is coming out that Ed Orgeron is going to leave. There's a lot of turmoil around that program. What a time to announce that, by the way. What a, ni- what a time. Nice. Yeah, we finally win a game. Team. Yeah, coach, you're out of here. Yeah, you're out of here. And now we're seeing turmoil in terms of like what he was doing throughout the, ti- the, the course of his tenure now you've got lane kiffin uh at home the total there is 76 lsu's eight point dogs what field do you have for that game now if you've been talking to me all season long like these guys have you know i've lived by one model this year death taxes taxes and old miss overs however uh the sec's top rushing team old miss again gets the highest total in the conference i'm actually going to play the number here and it's just a math equation old miss is three and three against the over this year all three overs came when they scored 50 or more LSU was averaging 22 points per game in their previous SEC contest prior to last week, and they didn't even exceed 30 points in any SEC play prior to last week when they dropped 49 on Florida in Ed Orgeron's last stand. So with Matt Corral nursing some injuries, questionable to play. It's kind of the contrarian under here. I don't think either one of these teams plays to their average. Yeah, I mean, look, it's going to have to be 50 to 30 in order for this over to hit in favor of Ole Miss. And so from that standpoint, I don't see Ole Miss getting to 50, and certainly LSU is not a team right now that's going to score 30 on their end. Mark, is anybody going to win the Heisman this year? Does anybody deserve it? Or or am I going to give it to you, or maybe I can walk in there and sit down and have a seat there? Like, who's going to win the Heisman? They're going to give the trophy to somebody. Uh, I don't really know who's going to get (laughs) it. Bryce Young is the prohibitive favorite, right? Like, it, it just... It's where it is. But that's why, you know, Matt Corral yeah. needs to continue to play, needs to continue to put up big numbers. But, again, Kenny Pickett is kind of where my eyes have stayed for the last three or four weeks. What has he got, 20 touchdowns now and one interception? Yeah. I mean, he's a Dan Marino at Pitt-type numbers. Now, Pitt's not going to get the love that no. an Alabama team or even an Ole Miss team is going to get. And so, from that standpoint, he's going to have to go the rest of the season – probably with one pick and get closer to 40-plus touchdowns to really wow people enough to put them there. But when all is said and done, if Pitt ends up in the ACC championship game, which by all accounts they should given the side of the conference that they're on, um, and again, they get past this week, it's smooth sailing all the way through, whether they play NC State, Wake Forest, whoever it may be. Um, this is Pitt's conference to lose at this point in time. If they get to the championship game, I feel like Kenny Pickett would be the where I'd put my money just because of how much value you're getting at plus 1,500. Yeah, I did it last week, Mark. It's uh, 25 to 1 plus 2,500. Hey, speaking of value, do you see any value in any team that isn't Georgia, who I think is winning the national title? Oklahoma, um, plus 1,200 right now. They're 12 to 1 since they benched Spencer Rattler. I think they're getting a little more love. You know, defensively, I think we overrated them a little bit the first couple weeks of the season. We thought they were going to be a different team. They're kind of just the typical Lincoln-Riley team, in my opinion. But with no Spencer Rattler, that's an improvement for them. They're 12 to 1 right now. Uh, Any value in anybody that isn't Georgia or Alabama as far as winning the national title? Don't know if I see the value, but here is the equation, guys. And this it's this simple. When we've watched Alabama defenses, similar to what we're seeing from Georgia this year, and again, I don't think they, the ones in the past have been similar um, because this Georgia defense is a whole different world. But what is the key to beating a defense like Georgia's? It's a mobile quarterback who runs around a la Deshaun Watson, a la Trevor Lawrence, that can change the entire game. So if you find an offense like Oklahoma's that has a quarterback that can do that, 
Um, and again, I don't know that there's another quarterback out there. Maybe it could CJ Stroud do it at Ohio State. I don't think he's at that level yeah. that Deshaun Watson or Trevor Lawrence were. But it's that type of quarterback, it's that type of offense that's going to keep a Georgia defense that knows how to get after it on their heels consistently. It's the only way to beat a Georgia defense like this. So look for a team. Look for a quarterback and a coach combination that you like, that you think can upend a Georgia defense because of the style of play that they have, and that's where you place your money. Uh, Mark, anything else that you like in college football on Saturday? Any other games that you've uh, circled? Uh, Texas A&M should keep rolling. Uh, as long as I'm under three touchdowns in this spot, Zach Calzada, the last two weeks, has showed up to average 38 points per game. Isaiah Spiller in the run game averaging over yeah. five yards per carry. South Carolina offense hasn't scored more than 20 points in any SEC game this season against the two best defenses or two better defenses in the SEC, UGA and Kentucky. They only average 11 points per game. A&M's defense is ranked second in the SEC against points allowed. This should be an easy cover spot for the Aggies as long as Zach Calzada plays to the level that he did the last two weeks. South Carolina gets their doors blown off. Last question, Mark. Uh, just quickly over in baseball you're in georgia uh not a huge fan base for the braves not a lot of excitement around the braves nationally is there excitement in atlanta right now uh they have two games to put down the dodgers how how exciting Uh, would that would that world series be for folks in atlanta you're using the wrong word it's not excitement it's pure tension and nervousness because nobody blows leads like Atlanta does. Facts. And so at this point in time, it, it's it's fear. It's apprehension. I mean, this is a brave city. When they are good, this city is electric. They, as much as Georgia kind of rules the roost in football does, when the Braves are where they are, the entire city is galvanized. So everybody's got their eyes on it. And after they got their hearts ripped out uh, in game four, the way uh, – I'm sorry, in game three, rather, the way the Dodgers came back and won that thing um, – you know, they come back with a big win in game four. And so uh, they lose game five in, in big fashion. And people are starting to get nervous that the 3-1 lead that they saw last year will disappear again. Uh, there's a ton of nervousness. But everybody is pulling for the Braves here. Uh, we, there's nothing better that this city needs than a championship. It's been like, you know, 15,000 days since they won a title anywhere. So, I mean, it's it, everybody is on edge. Again, I don't think it's a, a matter of excitement. It's just pure nervousness at this point that they're going to choke away another lead. Mark, before we let you go, we got about 60 seconds. Who do you think does get that USC job next year? Who do you think takes over? Oh, man. I mean, would it shock you if uh, Urban Meyer left Jacksonville and went right back to USC? I'll actually be I mean, shocked if he makes it through week seven, week 18. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, you know, again, uh, I don't I don't know that um, – that, look, that job is, is, is a great job, but how appealing is it where they it's are right the, now? It's not the job that it was 12 no, years ago, you know? Absolutely, absolutely not. And, and what has become one of the lower-end Power 5 conferences, they just don't put out a, a ton of talent. But you're going to need a, a major recruiter at that school, more than anything. You're going to need a coach who can recruit and get players in there and get talent in there because in a city full of stars – in Los Angeles, that's what should be playing at that school. And if you can convince them to show up there, uh, the talent is enough to, to run the Pac-12 again. But I would, again, you asked me to put some money on it. I think Urban Meyer would probably be a guy who would skip town a la Nick Saban and the Miami Dolphins and go right back to college and be a, be a hero. Wow. Mark, thanks so much for joining us, man. Good luck this weekend. You guys are the best. Same to you. Thank you, Mark. Mark Zitto, Sports Grid TV. And that's really like, that's what you need. Like USC, you don't have to be a good football right. coach. You need to be able to recruit and you got to bring excitement to the program. You have to have Snoop Dogg at the practices. Got you have to. to have celebrities on the sidelines. You got to have swag. Pete Carroll knew what he was doing, man. I don't know if Urban has swag, but. No. Urban has no snow. We've but, seen the videos, but man. He's just, yeah. He just goes right for it. You know, he doesn't even sweet talk yet.